Chai means tea, bro. You're saying TT. My name is Matthew Kroll. And Spider-Man, why did you create that guy? My name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Man, how many ways can we go through this Spider-Verse? Can we go across? We went into it. it. We went into it. Traverse the Spider-Verse. Traverse the Spider-Verse. Descend Uh, into the the Spider-Verse. Um, um, acquiesced to yeah. the Spider Verse. Well, that's like giving the Spider Verse some like power over us, yeah, right? I, I think that's and that that is true to the situation. I agree. The, we, we it is the Spider Verse's world, and yeah. we're just living. We it. We are right? just living in it. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> I the, my relationship with this sequel is odd. I love Into the Spider Verse. I love right. it. Yeah, I think course. you did as well. Um, I, I it was on my top ten of the year. It is a, a movie like my revisits from the podcast. Go spotlight and into the Spider Verse. Yeah, those yeah. are my two revisits. Great. So, <laughs> so I, I know this was coming out, but like I didn't follow anything for it. I think it was because I just knew that, like, yes, of course I'm going to watch it. Like right. that's just the thing. Yeah. Um, and then it was like coming and coming and coming. I don't know if I was just too busy or like whatever, but like I didn't, lo- I didn't make a plan. <laughs> like I normally just be like, oh, I'd go Friday or Saturday or do right, whatever. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, I, I waited for a friend's screening of it, and I, I, I don't know. Like I, I couldn't place why after everyone was just talk rave reviews, you know, yada right. yada yada. Why I wasn't like hyped for it? Okay. Like well- I was finding I was getting more hyped for like Barbie. Right, right. Okay, that that makes sense. Or uh, Oppenheimer at the uh, double feature. Double feature. Um, Zach wrote us in uh, with a specific question. I know we we answered it last week as well, um, but I want to just come back in with this because Zach writes, apologies if this email is coming a bit early for the film, but I just saw Across the Spider-Verse last night, and it was technically brilliant, if unremarkable. We're going we're gonna to put a pin in that. Um, uh, I weighed my own opinion against others who believed it to be the second coming of animation, realized that I walked into the theater with an expectation to be blown away uh, from this film. And in some terms, it absolutely did blow me away, mainly in animation and music. But in an age where films have such high expectations from their announcement, I feel it's unfair for me to come into the film with those expectations. What do you think? Now, there, again, we did answer this question last week. Yep. So we're not going to go back into this entirely. But this is really playing into that 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 question of expectation for you, right? Yeah, I I I didn't. It, this is the thing. I didn't have any. I guess I did have an expectation, but my expectation was, oh, it's going to be great. I'll see it when I see it, which right. is a weird. Normally, I'm like, oh, it's going to be great. I can't fucking wait until yeah. I get to see this thing. And I don't know why that was. Again, I mean, we'll get into our opinions about the actual film in a moment. But the the once I saw it, I I very much engaged with it and i enjoyed it quite a bit but like it was just the lead up it was very strange it was the first movie in a while that i knew i was i should have been excited to go see and making a push to go do but i didn't right well let's let's revisit uh into the spider-verse just very briefly right now um i have rewatched that movie a few times since since uh since we reviewed it in 2017 I don't even remember when it came out. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the big thing for me that has been happening for the last few years is I've been trying to get my son to see it. Um, he has been uh, holding out on me. He's just like, no, I'm not interested. Because we did watch it when I think when he was a little bit too little. Sure. And the Green Goblin just freaked him out. Um, but I was like, in my heart of hearts, I knew this was the movie for him. Mm-hmm. Because you've dressed up the Spider-Man for him. Yep. He dressed up as Miles Morales. He was really into Spider-Man for a little while. Um, so I thought this is the movie that he's going to love. And it's also going to be that kind of that to me, what was great about Into the Spider-Verse, it was a movie that makes you fall in love with the movie. Yeah. Like because it's such a transcendent um, experience in terms of like it is exciting in all the ways that a movie should be when you're that age. And, and for me, when I'm this age. But it's also 23. Yeah, 23. Uh, it's also tightly told and in, in, immensely rewatchable and with layers of depth to it that reveal itself the more you watch the movie. So mm-hmm. every time you watch it, you get something new out of it. And every time I've watched it, I've gotten something new out of it. I've had people come over to the house, we've watched it, and they've all been excited by how great and fun it was. Um, and then, you know, people uh, really get into the kind of the, the ethos of that film, which is, I guess, Slightly different to what we know of the Spider-Man mythos from the Raimi verse, yeah. for example, which is that you know Peter Parker was destined to be Spider-Man. Uh, in in Into the Spider-Verse, you know anyone can wear the suit, and and that's that's the running line through that film, and that is what that film is kind of getting to: is that it doesn't matter who you are, you can be Spider-Man, right? And and I think that's a beautiful 
um, line for that film to, to walk. Uh, I loved, as a dad, I loved the relationship between Miles and his father in that movie. Um, I love that the movie didn't rely on the death of the patriarch and and Miles's, right. you know, that Miles's or Spider-Man's ever going search, uh, ongoing search for uh, a father figure, which is what we've seen again in the Spider-Man series all the way throughout. Um, and even in the Amazing Spider-Man series that came out with Andrew Garfield as well. So I like that. And then and then we're not even talking about the aesthetic quality of the film, which was that it, uh, unlike um, the visual challenge that the Raimi films presented, which was how do we make a character realistically swing and give the audience the roller coaster effect of the swinging? How do we adjust a Nickelback song <laughs> to be so moving that then they Which play the it Nickelback? on. It's Nickelback it's, featuring someone. And they say that a hero can save yeah. us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, but but also give you that sense. Like that was the technical challenge of those first movies from a, from an aesthetic point of view. It was how can we do the swinging in a really interesting way. Uh, I remember when The Amazing Spider-Man came out. The other thing, the, the dimension that they added to that was the first person swinging. So there was a great teaser trailer. Uh, the director was Mark Webb, who did 500 Days of Summer. Yep. Um, but there was a great teaser trailer where Spider-Man is swinging through New York City in first person, and he hits the uh, he hits a building, and you see it from his point of view. The video games have also played on this as well. Yeah. You know? um, but the Into the Spider-Verse borrowed, like, didn't even address that challenge in any way, and kind of made you go, oh, this wasn't actually really that important. Because what Into the Spider-Verse leans into is both the comic art of it and the kind of pop art sensibilities uh, that the movie medium allowed yeah. you to do. So, and and then you know introduced really interesting ideas like uh, the two the two step offset for Miles. Miles is 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 rendered on twos, so yeah. he his poses land on twos, whereas everyone else lands on ones. Um, My favorite thing in the Spider-Man PS5 game is they introduce that is into the game. You can, if you put on that suit, yeah. you can. The ability of that suit is to have his animation hit on the twos. Yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool, right? And it's 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 exciting to watch. Um, and then you know, on a third layer, I guess you know you can think about the fact that this year, um, particularly this last year, and particularly maybe in 2022. Uh, with everything everywhere all at once and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is that we do have this sort of sense of the multiverse as an important factor in our cultural zeitgeist right now, mm -hmm. um, both from a commercial commodification point of view because it allows us to like uh, have characters move without consequence through universes, you know, like multi, you know, that, that that's that's sort of the the cynical approach to it. Sure, but maybe the other approach is um, that we are living in a time. You know, perhaps even from community, where uh, the the TV show community, where it's like the, the 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 darkest timeline, and what are the alternates available to us? Sure. You know, um, so I I think the movie just really tapped into a lot of those things at once, and was a perfect combination. It really and really delivered on it. So now, 2023, we're looking to come back to the franchise, or or the franchise is looking to expand. I do think about Jerry Seinfeld's quote about the Hangover trilogy. I've, I've mentioned this before uh, on, the, uh, on the podcast when he said, man, could you imagine if they just made one movie? We'd probably still be talking about it today as one of the great comedies of our generation. Yeah. But they made two more, and now I don't care. Like Blazing Saddles is phenomenal. Yeah. We don't if they made yeah. Blazing Saddles yeah, 2 and 3 yeah. and then Blazing Saddles the new class, yeah. uh, <laughs> it would not. I, it would, yeah. might not hold the same reverence because yeah. it's not special anymore. Now, yeah. the other argument behind that is a film I just recently re-saw at the Museum mm -hmm. of the Moving Image, Jaws. Mm -hmm. Jaws has a trillion sequels. It has but four Jaws sequels? Is, yeah. yeah. But Jaws is also like, yeah. I mean, which is kind of strange. Same with Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, But we we do still hold those films in reverence. So like, there's a back and forth, I think, with that. Like, maybe. Yeah. 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 I think I think in those cases, both Jaws and Jurassic Park, um, the first films were made by Steven Spielberg for one um, although Jurassic Park 2 was made by Steven Spielberg as well. And I want... I don't mind Jurassic Park 2. I actually, every time I watch it, I'm like, fuck, I like this movie way more than I remember liking it. There's a couple of really great scenes in Jurassic Park 2. Uh, there are no great scenes in, in Jaws 2, 3, 4. All right. Um, but, um, yeah, I wonder about that. No, you're right. It, 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 this, there, this is not to suggest that there's a formula here. Of course. Um, so we are heading now to 2023 where we are going back across the Spider-Verse and 
I unfortunately feel really bad about the fact that I revealed this to you last week, um, but that that Across the Spider-Verse was meant to be part of a two-part uh, film. Sheer, thank mm-hmm. God you did. Really? I, I told. Yeah. I mentioned this before when you did it. Right. I'm, I, it made my experience so much better. Okay. okay. I would have been furious. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, it was building, 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 and there was like almost like a, like there was a couple endings kind of, and I was yeah. like, oh, I could see if this goes 15 more minutes, like things getting wrapped up. Yeah. If I had no, if I did not know that it was going to do what it did at the yeah. end, I would be like, <laughs> fuck you movie like I I, I I i i'm very glad i knew okay um, so so what did you think of well the, first of the, all okay uh because i wasn't so hyped i decided to go real hardcore okay and uh this is actually a true story i could show you if you don't want to get if you uh, want to get grossed out okay. um <laughs> uh we're in the same room this week yeah um I got bit by a spider real bad this week. This week in New York City. In New York City. Holy shit! My I, so I I don't know I don't know where I don't know what but the I have a giant on my back uh, right here a red welt that had a little blister and now it's gone but it just looks like someone like punched me real it's just red. And this happened in this house or you don't know where? I have no idea where it happened. Are you sure it was a spider? Yes. I've uh, w- look with my incredible MD googling. Uh, it, it's only slightly itchy. Uh, it, it's it, not a tick bite. Uh, no, no, because you tick. I, listen, from New Hampshire, yeah. I've I've been very yeah. Uh, yeah tick tick aware. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so the I've gone hard in trying <laughs> to get hyped for this thing. Uh, I'll show you after the show if you want. It's gross. Um, so when I finally saw it, I just I just put two and two together. I was like, oh fuck, I got bit by a spider this week. How can I not bring that up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, no powers yet, by yeah. the way. I am waiting. Uh, email us in onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com if you know what I need to do to get those moving. Uh, <laughs> I'd really like to know. Yeah. Uh, so five more energy, uh, five more Red Bulls. Yeah. That, yeah. I think it unlocks it. It's yeah. an achievement. The yeah. Xbox sound plays. Yeah. Um, overall, this movie, I think, fire. Like, right. I, and, and, and in, in a weird, different way. And I'm, I think I see where you are leading your opinion, yeah. and I'm I'm looking forward to hearing it. So I'm not going to like jump in there, um, and I don't know. And maybe by the end of this conversation, if I will agree with my hypothetical opinion of yours that I've built in my head based <laughs> on uh, cues. Okay. Um, because while I think this movie fucking rocks, mm-hmm. I have definitely thought about it way less than Into the Spider Verse. Now again. There's sequelitis things here. There's a lot of different stuff. It's no longer the newest thing. Like Into the Spider-Verse is transcendent on almost like a story level and an artistic level and just an overall all ages movie level. It's so tight as well. I yeah. just I've just rewatched it and it's so tightly wound. So so on that note, this movie, Across the Spider-Verse, didn't hit mm-hmm. like that thing. What I think it does is it amps, amps the visuals. Mm-hmm. Like this, every, it feels like every frame of this thing belongs in a museum in its country of origin. Like right. <laughs> I, I, I cannot, and, and, and the visuals do such a heavy lifting job too of the emotional resonance of what's going on in a scene. I think even more, way more so than Into the Spider-Verse. Right. I, I think the way that the, the styles, like in Into the Spider-Verse from what I remember, and you could correct me when I'm wrong, it was more like, ah, yes, we're if we're dealing with a different Spider-Verse character, their animation and style is different because everyone is different. Anyone can be Spider-Man. This is the whole thing. Yeah, uh, Spider-Pig. Yeah. Yeah. Versus- but the style of, because we stayed in Earth, whatever the fuck this Earth is. It's not 42. No, because that's the... Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. The, the, whatever the this one is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we stayed in it, so therefore, like the backgrounds and everything. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't believe I just said it's not forty-two with such authority. There is like about a year ago, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" When you were like, "It's not Earth through forty-two, and I'm like, "Here we yeah, are, yeah, yeah." <laughs> Welcome, bienvenue, um, uh, one of us. Uh, so everything, the backgrounds and everything looked the same because we we're in the same world, mm-hmm. and now because we're tra- we're going to different places mm-hmm. like the full art style of the worlds kind of showed through and even like what I loved specifically about Spider-Gwen's world is mm-hmm. it was really fueled by whatever emotion was going on like it was more watercolory yeah. and like especially there was a conversation with her father near the end of the film yeah. that like 
was oh, when transcendent. He hu- when she hugs him? Yeah, yeah. like it's just, it's it, <laughs> like, I think this movie does way more lifting in that department. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I no, I do know this entirely. It doesn't have as tight of a thing to say. I was right. trying to think of what this movie was trying to say. Right. Um, and I, it does what a lot of sequels do because you make a movie and you say the thing you want to say in the movie. And then it's like, oh, shit, we got to say something else. So mm-hmm. what's that thing? Well, you ret it not it's not really a retcon because it's 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 not changing anything specifically, but like and now I think we have to start getting into a little bit of spoilers because one of the uh the plot points of this film is it comes to the attention of both Miles and uh the audience, but I feel like every other Spider-Man kind of knows mm-hmm. that Miles in the grand timeline of things was a mistake. Right. And that's why he was not brought into the multiverse of spider-man and like moving around in that world right right so they they invented a new problem that is less or 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 a new uh uh, i guess thesis i don't even know what to call it that is less engaging than anyone can be Mm spider-man now it is now it's going to be i think the, the thing is like no i'm not a mistake right and that's fine like mm. that's interesting not as interesting and not as i think transcendent as into the spider versus overall message was right yeah not as not as clean cut as yeah. as into the spider verse was now um first off uh one thing we forgot to do is like give a synopsis as if as if nobody knows what it oh but i have it in front of me yeah. here i can read what the i am says Tell about me. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And I feel like I'm going to get it on the first try because okay. the spider bite has given me super narration <laughs> powers. Here we go. Miles Morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence. When the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles must redefine what it means to be a hero. And I got it on the second try. Okay. You didn't notice it in the edit, everybody, but it was try two. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> feeling a bit woozy from the bite. Yeah, I know. The spider bite is not doing what you think it's yeah. supposed to do. Uh, which is that it's just giving you a large boil mm. that is uh, also causing you to, to draw from your mouth. Um, now, I, uh, in terms of that expectation game that Zach uh, mentioned in his email, um, I was very excited because, again, I got my son to watch the mo- uh, Into the Spider-Verse the night before. Uh, he loved it, uh, as I knew he would. Um, and then the next day we got uh, one of his friends to go to the movie as well. So it was a bunch of kids, a bunch of grownups who loved Into the Spider-Verse as well. It was just, you know, it was great. Um, the resounding experience that all of us had in the movie, uh, and these were the same people that saw The Fablemans with me as well, um, was, was that we all loved the first hour of this movie. Hmm. Like, we were just like, oh, my God, they've done it again, and this is incredible, breathtaking. Not, you know, like, uh, uh, Spider-Gwen has this battle at the Guggenheim oh my with God. Vulture. With Da Vinci Vulture? Yeah, Da Vinci Vulture, Fuck. which is incredible because it 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 amps up the idea of different animation styles, you know, to the nth degree, which is that Da Vinci's, oh, oh the Da Vinci Vulture uh, is a pencil sketch drawing uh, on parchment paper that now is inhabiting Gwen Stacy's world, which is a watercolor. Which looks like watercolor, but in the world, they are not on watercolor. And then in within that, um, um, uh, Spider-Man 2099 yep. uh, is is there along with- Miguel now, O'Hara. Uh, Miguel O'Hara, along with Issa Rae's Spider-Man. Yep, uh, Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew, which again, character I didn't know um, uh, at the beginning of this. And I was just like, oh my God, this is incredible. Now- this so so I love everything that this movie is doing from uh, a storytelling no yeah from a storytelling point of view in terms of it is always exciting to watch the interactions are always exciting to watch they're always fun to watch um, the the sort of sense of design is incredible and breathtaking in every way it makes you go wow you know this is what well this is the power of animation and I don't know how this movie exists because. It, it is just a remarkable feat to watch. Sure. I don't like this movie in principle. Whoa. <laughs> I do not like this movie in principle. Mic drop. <laughs> because uh, after the Spider-Gwen battle, the titles come on, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there was a sensation of watching that, which is, I don't know, like I, I sometimes love late, late title drops sure. in the movie because it's like, 
everything you've just watched is a preamble, and now the movie is going to get started. Yeah, yeah. And that is how I felt when it came to the ending of the movie, which was that everything you've just watched is table sitting and preamble, and now the movie is going to get started in two years' time. Yeah. And I was like, huh, I don't love this. Like, I, I because even in a film like... I, I think I said the same thing about Dune Part 1, uh, which is that I love everything this movie is doing, but I felt like I watched half a movie. You love everything that it was Duning? Yeah, I loved everything that Dune was Duning, but I didn't love... what You didn't love Dune. Yeah, in principle. In, in so much as I I felt like everything that had happened was table-sitting. You would have pulled your hand out of the box. And <laughs> uh, Yeah, of course, I would have. Um, and, and if you think about it, like, comparatively, a film like The Dark Knight, um, which is essentially setting up, okay, the world has changed now and there is more story to be told, but we have gone through an entire adventure that has come from beginning to end. Yeah. And, and, and this is not that. This is, we have set up that there is going to be another film which is going to resolve this story in its entirety, and I feel like we've just started the tip of the story. But it's kind of interesting. <laughs> uh, the Dark Knight... And this film kind of end on similar notes, but the structure. So th- the ends with spoilers for all these movies. Uh, basically, uh, well, in Dark Knight, uh, the villains are wrapped up in that movie. But now to wrap it up, Batman had to become a fugitive, and now he's going to be and, on and, the run. And just one thing there is that it finished the story. It was telling. it finished the story it was telling, and the. And The Dark Knight Rises is not dependent upon you having gone through that entire journey. You could watch The Dark Knight Rises on its own without without having you know like they're they're not they're not interconnected in that way. That means that they're actually telling the same story. Sure, they are telling two different stories. Yeah, they're star- they're <laughs> taking the end of one story and yeah. using it as a starting point to a beginning. Yeah, this one is setting up. It is table sitting for yeah. another story. Yeah. Uh, well, table se- and the problem is, is that I did feel that by the time we got to the middle and we le- really were entering the spider, the you know yep. the, the spider verse, I I was feeling like this is table setting for a bigger story, and unfortunately, that bigger story is not. Um, it, it, it's here's the thing. I don't care about that story. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is I. I and like you know, structurally, some things happen here, which is that the sort of central villain of the beginning of the story holds or spot, spot the spot. Jason Schwartzman, excellent job. Yeah. I actually love the arc of the spot. I love the arc it's of the spot. Great. It, it is sort of familiar territory, you know, like I created you, therefore you created me, but kind of thing. The, but it, the growth of him going from a bumbling idiot to it is written so well that like I, I it's that it's a trope that's done incredibly skillfully. But we kind of lose him. And it becomes Miguel O'Hara kind of takes over as the foil at that point. And he's kind of, and they introduce this other idea about canon events, uh, like to the detriment of the spot story. And it's not, it's, and, and I'm no, no way suggest, I think the canon story idea is an interesting one. And I think the spot story idea is also an interesting one. We're dealing one. with a lot of that in these days. So Marvel's yeah. done it a bunch. In Loki, there's the sacred timeline. Yeah. But, but it's funny. And in this movie, you get it too, the canon events, et cetera. There is a governing body yeah. uh, that controls what is the correct timeline. Right. Right? Um, Flash, from what I hear. We're going to get another one. Yeah. Gonna, but 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 it's funny. All the stories up to Flash in this thing, and there's been a lot, even everything everywhere all at once, yeah. he talks yeah. about yeah. this yeah. kind of stuff, Um, have been like, well, no, fuck it. There's no grand timeline. There's no like perfect thing. Like we're all just trying and fuck you. Like right. I, and but I think that's where this is going to well, go. Well, this is going there too. Yeah. Flash, from what I hear, I'm just tangenting a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Is actually really pro time cops. <laughs> okay. Like it's like no, no, the authority is correct, and we need to really, or else, <laughs> yeah. like it's like a weird like. Yeah. Anyway, I can't wait to talk about that because I've heard so many twisted things about <laughs> it. Um. Regardless, yes, the the way that, like, I. I look, the next movie will be visually stunning. I'm There'll sure. be moments that drop my jaw. Yeah. I know how it's gonna end. And 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 I and I am frustrated by the elongation of it because I feel like what made Into the Spider-Verse so great was that it told a sing it, it had such a singular 
vision for what it was trying to say. And you yourself even said, it's difficult to decipher what this film is trying to say because it is setting up a lot of things that it's probably going to pay off it's, in, in the next movie. Here's what it's trying to say. The world's going to tell you you're a mistake. You're not a mistake. That's what it's going to try to tell you. And that's Eventually, a, but it's not telling it in this movie. Yeah, it hints at it, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's where I think the overall arc of this is going to be. It's yeah. going to be, no, no one's a mistake. Miguel O'Hara is miss, he's going to have a uh, yeah. change of heart or die or do something weird. And, like, I hope we meet Madam Web. I thought yeah. Madam Web was supposed to be in this movie. She doesn't, and again, I can't believe I'm saying this. Come on. Isn't isn't there a Marvel series that she is going to exist Fuck, in? Fuck, I hope not. Yeah, uh, I, I think there's a live-action Marvel series that she's going to exist. Great, can't wait. Anyway, anyway, my point being is... I love everything this movie is doing. It, it is it is much for much the same response I had to Dune. Sure. Which is that I love everything this movie is doing, Duning, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I find myself walking away unsatisfied. Yeah. And 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 I, and I will say my 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 7-year-old son and his friends all said it was gr- I loved it when it was th- they literally all of them unanimously was like it was great when it was the spot. Towards the end, they were like, I don't even know what's happening. Wow. You know, they literally, these are seven-year-old kids all saying, I don't know what's happening in this movie. It's funny. I feel like a lot of Marvel stuff with the multiverse things get to that point. Like, yeah. I'm real nervous about Secret Invasion yeah. because, like, I, I, that's a series that I love. I have the comics in the other room. Right. Uh, and I love Sam Jackson. Right. But it's not like, I don't know, man. It could go any way, especially if it dives down that hole. I hope, I hope that there is a scene where Sam Jackson takes a sip of coffee and looks at someone <laughs> and says, hmm, that's some real gourmet shit. Shahir, that was a beautiful transition into this week's sponsor, Trade Coffee. We actually have a sponsor, we everybody. Have a sponsor. We have another sponsor. We love our sponsors. This is, we, and we can say that now. We yeah. can say we love our sponsors <laughs> yeah. because we have multiple sponsors. It's like a multiverse of sponsors. It's a multiverse. And into they're the all sp- pointing at each other. Across the sponsorverse. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Trade is a thing that uh, I've tried since working uh, over on the YouTube side of things, Extra yeah. Credits, and I have become uh, a tried and true believer and, and a bit hooked yeah uh it's basically like a hassle-free coffee delivery service where you can their whole thing is like trying to make sure that you have the most like tailored coffee experience for you at home every day okay i've been doing it for a while i have just you just started i've just started and let me tell you about the accuracy i would not say this if this was not true i uh went through the process of trade signed up for it and everything and they sent me a coffee from a coffee shop that used to that I used to live next door to, <laughs> and I used to visit on a daily basis. Jesus, well they do the local they do they yeah. do local roast too. Uh, I mean, New York to, is a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Orion Coffee in the Upper East Side, which is where I used to live. I remember the day I moved out of the Upper East Side, the last thing I did in the Upper East Side Yo. was get an Orion Coffee and trade. Sent me an Orin coffee. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, they—they—that's the whole thing. They lo- they match you with local roasters to your area. Grind it to your preferred brewing method within forty-eight hours of your order. That way, it makes fresh. I actually didn't quite. I've never been a coffee connoisseur, though yeah. I drink a ton of it. Uh, yeah. But I feel like for me, before trade, coffee was a lot like pizza. Yeah, like it, it, good, <laughs> it bad. Didn't matter. It does. It's, it it's, it's going to yeah. do the job. Yeah. Uh, but like coffee is a bean you can roast it and it does keep longer but it does go stale it doesn't just stay good forever like right. on the shelf so i yeah. really like that they just grind it right to your thing i do french press i don't know what you we you do, do uh the pour the over. pour over yeah um and then the thing that actually just sort of piggybacking on the accuracy thing is after you get your bag they they send you an email seeing like how you how they did yeah. like matching you and and when i started it wasn't the perfect match but then after like a time or two like, I love that they got it yours first try, but, first like, try. it's just been clockwork. Right. Like, it's been really fucking cool. Uh, so, listen, it, t- hey, 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 Topam fam, <laughs> how would you like some free gosh darn coffee? Like Sam Jackson in uh, yeah. in Pulp Fiction. In Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, if you, the gourmet shit. Yeah, if you want to upgrade your morning routine like we have done, uh, right now Trade is offering all of you movie lovers slash caffeine fiends one free bag of coffee with any subscription. You just have to go to drinktrade.com slash about movies. That's drinktrade.com slash about movies. There you go. And then should we do a special episode about coffee and movies at some point? I mean, if, we could. if enough of you sign up for trade, <laughs> this could be our Patreon, I guess, to it, which is that we will do an episode <laughs> about coffee and movies because Pulp Fiction is one, 
Taxi Driver is potentially another that we could talk about. Uh-huh. Um, two or three things I know about her. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, I know yeah. it's a great coffee scene. Yep. Uh, what's in? Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying. We'd to have think. to do research. Yeah, we'd have to do some research about coffee in movies. We are we are giving you a homework assignment of of using White a materials. sponsor that we really like. White <laughs> materials, which is about a colonizing force destroying a coffee farm. There we go. There we go. Boom. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And listen, let's get back into the Spider Verse. Into or, the Spider. No, let's get back to across the Spider Verse. Do you think they need a coffee in across the Spider Verse? <laughs> Wait, I got a better question. Okay. How much coffee do you think they drank making in across the Spider-Verse? I think <laughs> I think uh more than I'm comfortable. More uh, than trade is available. Yeah, to supply. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> but okay, so coming back to across the Spider-Verse, I again, I I feel like I'm just going to be repeating the same idea here. Um and and, and there's an interesting thing because I think I don't want to suggest that this isn't ambitious. Oh, it's super ambitious. It's ambitious not only in its visual aesthetic, which is obviously amazing, but also in what it's trying to do from a storytelling point of view. Yeah. Uh, like, I liked the story beat. And, you know, essentially the story reveal, and we can say the spoiler that it is right yep. now, which is that the spider that bit Miles came from Earth-42. He's not in Earth-42. I can't believe I'm saying this. You got it. He's not in Earth-42. So in... Earth 42's world where that spider existed and should have bit Miles Morales there, it didn't. And what happened was Miles's dad in that universe died, and Miles became the prowler with his uh, with his uncle, kind of serving as like a a mentor, a mentor of some kind. So the interesting thing here is, while I I agree with you completely, yeah. The connectivity comic book nerd in me thinks that is really neat. Because, I think it's great, but like. There's something still about it. Like, I think when I step back and I'm like, oh man, and they talk about how there's a, you know, canon events where uh, a, a, a police captain dies or a Stacy dies or, or a, a father figure dies, right? right? That's always happens in Spider Man's timeline. Yeah. Uh, a canon event. Uh, and so when that doesn't happen, like, that's why Miles' dad is alive. Right. And like, th- look, from a story structure, Twist in a D&D campaign yep. sort of vibe. Yeah, because... Love it. it. It's also the thing that I talked about, which is that I love that his father didn't die. Yeah. I love their relationship. Um, but now, I guess the, the film could be teetering towards these are the things that normally happen. But you've made such a strong statement that anyone can wear the mask, and anyone should wear the mask, yeah. and it can be anyone... That to revert this is 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 out of the DNA of this of what this world is connected. Sure. So it's it it seems impossible that they will do the flash. The time cops are correct kind of thing. Yeah, it's not gonna uh, happen. Um, and you know, like we the, the film is setting up us up to believe that Miguel O'Hara his theory of the Spider Verse is entirely wrong, even though it is with good intention. Yeah. Um. I love that that's what they did. So I never read a lot of Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I always yeah. loved the look. I have the first issue. When did it come out, by the way? Oh God, nineties. It's it's a oh, it's, quite it's a late nineties. Okay, because I I I was reading some research. I'll look it up. Where a lot of this comes out of the Shattered Dimensions video game. Um. So a lot <laughs> yeah. of the, I mean, there's there's references to literally every piece of yeah, Spider-Man yeah, yeah. merchandise I think ever. Uh, but it's really the last ten years that this Spider Verse thing has been building. I you correct me if I'm wrong. If there's any. Uh, Spider Verse nerds in the house. Uh, so I mean, there there you know, is. A, I forget what the actual series is called. It might just be called Into the Spider Verse or yeah. Across. The, I, I forget. I actually again have it in the other room. Uh, yeah. There is a thing that like was a Marvel uh, across cross property event. Like I, I'm, I'm shuddering as I'm listening to this because a good friend of mine is the uh, is one of the editors over at Marvel, go. and I think one of his projects was Miles Morales. Okay, so so <laughs> I was wrong. It's actually early 90s, but that feels correct. Spider-Man 2099's first issue was 1992, which actually, and that series ran until 1996. Okay. Um, I, and it's funny. I, I read that first issue years ago. Right. I don't remember if he was a vampire then. Okay, because he's a... He's, he's a, like kind of a vampire now. <laughs> right, yeah. And I, I was like, when I saw that... He's got a Venom-type vibe to him, yeah, right? Like uh, uh, anti-hero, sometimes good, sometimes malintentioned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so anyway, I've always loved the look yeah. of Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. Um, and so taking that character and sort of turning him into a time cop just <laughs> felt like real good. Obviously, uh, friggin' Oscar Isaac... Yeah. 
just destroys as being like menacing. And I love that they've that they've clearly thought about this in the first film. Yeah. Because when I rewatched um, Into the Spider Verse the first night, I noticed the forty two being played up quite a lot. Yeah. And I know you know, and obviously we get to the end with the spoiler scene where it's his, which is where he has decided he is going to go back through the multiverses for some specific purpose. Yeah. So it really feels like this is by design. And I'm I'm also willing to willing to go out here and say I'm ha- I will be happy to be proven wrong to see this executed with such beautiful overarching design that by the time we get to the end of Beyond the Spider-Verse, I've changed my tune entirely about Across the Spider-Verse. I, I, I would be happy if that was the scenario. Sure. I'm just saying, as a moment-to-moment experience of watching Across the Spider-Verse, I was unsatisfied by it. I mean, I... I, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I would say, on a moment-by-moment right. watching of Across the Spider-Verse, I was incredibly satisfied by it. Okay, but the ending- I think the sum of the parts... Yeah doesn't equal the the earth moving like meaningfulness that are, that into the spider verse brought yeah it, it it it's just unfortunate because again when i watched into the spider verse again i was like this movie is so tightly wound and so well constructed around a central thesis about anyone can be anyone can wear the mask and not only can anyone wear the mask anyone should wear the mask and you miles morales are worthy of the mask. Yeah. It's a leap of faith. And that's what, it, you know, and 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 uh, I think my only qualm about it when I watched it was that I felt that Kingpin's story was underplayed. Sure. And then in re-watching it, it's like, no, it's it's all there. It's just not as much of a highlight. But, you know, in Into the Spider-Verse, Kingpin's story is that we, sh- you know, he's trying to bring back his family yeah. in, in, in Into the Spider-Verse, but he recreates the same mistakes. You know, like, he basically tries to kill Miles in the same way he killed Peter, which is what led his family to running away from the first place. So Canon events. Yeah, canon events. I I am willing to... I I think the artistry on display is so evident that I'm willing to be proven wrong on this. Sure. But the end of this film really did leave me going... Why are we doing this? Well, let's talk about the most <laughs> impressive bit of interconnectivity in this entire film. And Spider-Cat? that is and that is uh, Lila, the voice of the AI, is played by Greta Lee, who was, who was in, in our episode last past, week yeah, about past, past lives. lives. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's the biggest <laughs> cross. No, I, I obviously I think the one that got me, though I think they did it too much, uh, was Donald Glover as the Prowler. Yeah, see, when they start... You know what? That was another thing. When they started introducing... Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and Donald Glover as real-world analogs, that was... I really felt like we had jumped out of the tightly wound world and into, like, hey, everyone's invited to this party. Yeah, I wasn't... I didn't feel that. It was the second time... It was the second time that uh, Donald Glover shows up when he, like, was running away. Yeah. And we saw him again. Yeah. And I was like, I get it. Yeah. Like, like, you didn't need that. I just found they to I found those moments to be really jarring uh, and not in a good way. Yeah. Um, I really liked the again. I'm not as well versed in like in the Spider Verse. In the Spider. You're not as well Spider Verse. I'm not as well Spider Verse. So I really liked being surprised by like the T Rex spider, the cat spider, um, uh, and then even you know the big one is Pavitra Prabhaka. Yeah. You know, like I think that's great. Uh, and you know, obviously, we're Indian. We're sitting in there in a movie, and it's like, oh, great! We're you know, like we're going to see some you know interesting representation here. I don't understand. It seemed like such an important character to bring up because the canon event that happens is around this character, but we essentially don't see his response to this whole ar- to this whole argument at all. Yeah. It, because Miles steps in into his world and saves his his captain his captain slash father. Yeah, and and so. I was thinking, oh, then he should have something to say about the idea that his father should have done. And I bet you it he was, will in the third movie. But it didn't happen in this movie. I know. And and it was and it really felt like we're starting to like leave a lot of hanging threads and more than anything. Webs. Oh, yeah, a lot of hanging webs. Table set for another story sure. as opposed to sure. being the story that we're in. And I yeah, like I say, I found that quite 
unsatisfying. I will say that the MVP of the entire movie, for realsies, mm. was uh, Daniel Kaluuya as uh, he's great, uh, Kalu- wonderful uh, as as Hobby Brown as Spider Punk, Hobie, right? Uh, Hobie Brown, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Like that's I'm a character kidding. that I've always loved the look of, and was like I can't stand this. And yeah. then like this was just like nope, perfect, yeah. no notes. Yeah, yeah. It was it was because because again, uh, you know, the vulture sequence almost sets up that know, that can happen. The, yeah. the, the, the sort of pop art kind of like uh, collage uh, idea of what Hobie is can happen. He's like the perfect character that you fucking hate but love. Like I just lo- I love Miles's lines. Like how are you even cooler with your mask off? And he was like, I was always this cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, and I love that he just quits. Yeah. And like, he's just done. Well, because he's, he's an anti, you know, anti-establishment. He's, an yeah. he's, he's an anarchist. He's a six pistols rock and punk. Uh, I don't know. I, that was one that got me that I didn't expect. Also, I loved, look, Miles' story in this is, again, not as tight, but I think the performances for him and, uh, and also uh, Luna Lauren uh, Velez and uh, who plays his dad? Brian, Brian Tyree, Tyree Henry, yeah. the best, best voice for that. For that uh, yeah. Uh, I think they all, and of course, uh, uh, was it, uh, Shamik Moore? Yeah, Shamik Moore is Spider- yeah. Um, they, like, the family dynamic at play in this movie is incredibly sweet and realistic. I appreciate that. I want to see more families that can both be mad at each other, but also still support one another. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be this binary dichotomy bullshit. It's it's so funny because that, that those sequences really worked for me. And they and... And as as I was watching the first half of the movie, the the thought I had in my brain was, man, this movie is so good at its at its spectacle mm-hmm. as well as its more smaller intimate scenes that are done with the same kind of um, interactive passion. Sure. You know, like the characters are dynamic when they're talking to each other. There's this whole sequence where it's um, Jeff Morales's birthday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's his birthday party and, yes, yeah. uh, on a rooftop. And Gwen is is coming in, and he's uh, you know, and Miles is trying to figure out should I tell my parents about this. He's also like, um, he's trying to pick his colleges at the same time. Yep. Uh, I love that he's failing Spanish, like he's not doing as well in Spanish. In Spanish. And, and and like his mother is just like, oh, how dare you? Um, I think that's I think all that stuff. And then and there's a really beautiful, touching sequence. When his mother, you know, because in the first movie, it's really about Jeff having to let go of his son, yeah, and and accept that his, you know, like uh, Spider Man is is good for the city, and and that my son needs to be uh, his own person. In this one, it is really about um, Rio kind of like letting go of her son yep. and like having to like watch him, you know, be in love with another woman. You know, like I, I know it's you know like mothers have a tough time with their sons dating. You know, and I think I think the movie really. Again, spectacle like Hobie done so beautifully, mm-hmm. but this sequence where she, they're in, underneath a water tower talking about that really done beautifully as well. And she says the you know like this incredible line, which is that uh, I I've been look protecting you my whole life, and I know that there are people out there that will make you that will want to make you feel like you don't belong. Yeah. And, and that, to be fair, that, now that we're making fair, connections, yeah, we think into, that that's going to be an overarching theme of but these it two films. It doesn't resolve in the film no. in the same way that anyone can wear the mask. Yep, um, does. And uh, but it is beautiful. And like you know, when Gwen and Miles are talking and they're hanging upside down, looking at the city, again, just really beautiful stuff. And I and, and that was my overarching impression was like, I am so impressed by how this movie does small, intimate moments yeah. alongside. These bigger, extravagant, you know, things like the Vulture, the Da Vinci Vulture. Da Vinci Vulture is so it's good. It's so good. It's in such a good. the Guggenheim. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's it, perfect. It's, it's literally a perfect sequence. I will say another perfect casting yeah. is Andy Samberg as Ben Riley. Oh, so okay. Ben Riley. Yeah, so I don't know much about Ben Riley. Okay. I know who he is in the film. He's got the sort of. Uh, Muscle. Dim- he's ripped. He's yeah. very image yeah. comics. Yeah. Although he wasn't. He Ben Riley came before that in the in the in the chronology of books being released. There's something called the Clone Saga, which mm-hmm. is uh, universally, I think, email us in at onlymoviepodcast at gmail.com and let me know if you disagree with this next statement so I can block you. Right. Um, <laughs> that the Clone Saga is the worst. One of the worst. No, the worst thing to happen in Spider-Man continuity. Why is that? Why is that? You find out that actually <laughs> Peter Parker <laughs> is a clone. Of this other dude, Ben, ben Riley. Riley. Okay. And then Ben Riley, like, I think Peter Parker, I don't even remember because it's been so long. He, like, retires or, like, does whatever. And then it's just this weird, sad dude, Ben Riley, mm-hmm. 
and it, it's to, to just poke fun and make him just like talk through like just to turn him into it like a bit of a laugh and like make up for it because like and then of course they retcon it he wasn't the cl- like ben right. riley was the clone right. and like it was right. a did the jackal do it i don't fucking know like yeah. it, it's bad i'm sure i got details wrong it doesn't change the fact that it is terrible right uh i have too much going on in my brain to remember the exact plots of terrible things this also sounds like in batman when Bane breaks uh, Batman's back. There are people who try to come in and try to replace Batman for a little while. And there's that person who wears the gold bat suit. Uh, uh, well, I mean, every superhero's kind of had that. When Superman died, there yeah. were the four Supermen trying to fill the void. Yeah. Oh, maybe um, it was in the Superman story. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that. that. Uh, I actually, I really like when Batman was laid up. Yeah. They're like the Bat family coming in and filling. Because like all they were trying to do yeah. was fake out to the criminals that Batman was still around. And it was really hard. Right. Anyway, I like... I, it doesn't matter. The 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 point is, I think that we're kind of just dancing around is this to me mm-hmm. is not a Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which <laughs> I think is incredibly stronger than the original, even though I love the original. Right, right, right. Yeah. This is that likeness in reverse. And I do think a lot of that is based on the fact that it is an incomplete story. And because this this oh, this is interesting. Is it because the plot beats in this complicated movie are laid out very clearly. You can find the hints for the yeah, twist yeah, about yeah, 42 yeah, yeah. and like yeah. all the stuff and the, the conversation with um, with uh, Rio uh, mm. on the roof, like all mm. that stuff about like you people are gonna tell you don't belong, you belong. Yeah, it's all telegraphed. That's not only we know what the message of movie three is gonna be. Yeah, and then they don't let you pay off anything. It just ends on a oh shit moment, which That's- again spoilers yeah you get revealed that that, you know we said it before but like miles confronts miles as the prowler yeah and i like that reveal is very cool it's very cool but it also feels like everything we've watched up until that point has been table sitting for that moment and now the movie's going to start with we'd have less context but we could have had gwen come to to the to the spot to to see miles she gets in trouble he takes with whatever they go to uh to what's his name? I'm I'm forgetting uh 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 dimension, yeah. do that thing, Miguel freaks out, they run, get split up, and now he runs into that other universe where Miguel then has like a speech about something like, well, he was a mis- like that's a mid the mid movie reveal, yeah. and then there's the prowler or whatever, and then you could go on with the rest of the movie. Like again, I'm not saying the things I'm talking about cutting out are bad or not yeah. worthwhile. The visuals alone, I think, are worth the price of admission. Of course, yeah, I'm not. There's no way I'm suggesting to anyone don't go see this movie. And I'm <laughs> straight up, as long as the workers on this movie are getting paid to make more stuff in a uh, appropriate amount of time and are not being completely uh, railed by the system and having them work a trillion hours, which I think I've heard good things about this production. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm all for making more content. I just wish. They wrapped this one up, and then if they want to do another Into the Spider-Verse or Miles Morales tale, do that. I, I just the, the problem is, is everything that we're saying here about that is there's nothing unintentional about it. Like they have decided they, did they decided by design that this is going to be part one of a two-part film, and this is the, this is the way the industry is going. We've got Mission Impossible. Did Reckoning Part, part One, one coming out? I love I love them, but like I Dune, just Dune Part One, you know, like it's part of it. It's 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 the way I like the, the Dune in the title sequence said Part One. Right. I okay. I appreciated that even now and again ballsy move releasing that movie with Part One in there before you right uh, have funding it, to do it, the second chapter one. Chapter One and Chapter Two, you know, slightly different sort of structure because yeah. they're young adults and adults. Um, but the prob the the. The issue is, is then as a cinematic experience on its own terms, again, everyone was left perturbed by sure. it in terms of like, we, we, we just weren't as... It's hard and, to be hyped because there's and, no... There's no and, and there's also an opportunity... The, the problem with doing it this way is there's an opportunity to lose the audience for the third film. Um, I, I sort of am wondering about the experience of seeing Empire Strikes Back for the first time, which is that Empire Strikes Back has a major reveal in it, obviously, that we all are aware of. Um, that eventually leads into a third film, but I don't. Again, I think about it like The Dark Knight, which is that it doesn't, it doesn't, it isn't dependent upon the third film. Here's the thing: yeah. I think with Star Wars mm-hmm. and Empire into Jedi, that's the first time in one of these pop things that we've seen something so popular do that, and it was novel. Yeah, I think here we're just seeing it constantly, <laughs> and I think that I, again we go back to Dark Knight. Dark Knight 
sets up Dark Knight Rises <laughs> kind of perfectly, but you don't need it. Right. Like it, the story's over. It just we pick up where Batman left off in a bad place. But this isn't like we didn't leave Miles okay, but in a bad place or having to run in a bad place. Like Miles is yeah. trapped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's trapped at the end. He's yeah. like with he's well, caught he, by the prowler. Right. It feels like he's gonna. Um, you know, he's going to break out of it. But, yeah, uh, no, of yeah. course he is. Yeah. But like, there's a difference between. Uh, Gary Oldman giving you a monologue about why it's okay that Batman took the hit and mm. like they, he beat the villains, but to do it, he had to become something that we needed, not or whatever the fuck the line is. Right. And you see him riding away. Right. Cool. Got it. Uh, then, and then they say the name of the movie. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then with this one where it's like, uh oh, true cliffhanger. Like, what will happen to Miles? We know what the fuck is going to happen to Miles. Right, right. I Anyway, it sounds like we're being harsh. I I did really like watching this movie. It's just I think it's a it's hard to follow that first that first hit into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah. B, that movie was so tight that when you do this even with a multi-tiered story, the second one's never going to land as well. I I I left it with more questions than I did satisfaction. Yeah. Um one of my questions is really uh, because I think every other movie that we've seen that does this sort of has a, a, a sort of coherent thesis about what it's doing. Yeah. And I'm thinking of everything everywhere all at once, uh, you know, which has a coherent thesis about like, okay, there are multiverses and the multiverses are attacking, you know, like are, are, are uh, compounding into one <laughs> everything bagel. Sure. Um, and, um, but that's not the way it needs to be. In fact, um, there is one, you know, like there is value in each of these individual story in in your own individual story, um, and that was what was powerful about that movie. Why do you think? I'm trying to think of like, why are we? I I have a linear theory for me why the multiverse is so prevalent in 2023. Okay, but I'm curious with the 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 multiverse as a theory unto itself. You know, it's it's a it's a theory that came from string theory, and I think early. Um, um, yeah, I mean, there's all different kinds of quantum mechanics, yeah. solipsism, like all yeah, the different yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but 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 why, from a narrative point of view, are we interested in the idea of multiverses now? And I, 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 have, think, a, I have a theory. Okay, well, you hit me with yours. Uh, I think that we are seeing our lives, and I can only speak to American culture. Yeah, um, we're seeing our lives in this country. Um, be clamped down a bit more than they ever have either mm -hmm. through the pandemic or through government or through uh bullshit happening across either the political aisles or just around the corner like uh we're seeing the cracks in the system mm -hmm. and uh and we're seeing that wow maybe this place that we're at kind of sucks a lot mm -hmm. like it, it's it's harder to hide the the blemishes yeah so I think as writers and as creators, we are looking to the, the oh, it's weird, almost the comfort of l being able to jump to a better timeline. Right. And then you could do, and, and it opens up a bunch of, like, and the side note is, you could also open up a bunch of easy shit for, like, uh, writing around if you want to. Right. Uh, I think a lot about Al Gore. <laughs> and I think a lot about man uh, bear pig. Yeah, man bear pig. Al Gore, uh, inventor of the internet. Um, uh, and I think about um, uh, his uh, film about the truth of climate change. Um, an inconvenient truth. An inconvenient truth. Yeah. Uh, and what an inconvenient truth showed us was an alternate reality, right? In which Al Gore became president instead of George W. Bush. In that, right? You know what? I, you know, like there's an amazing, like an inconvenient truth was a massive, massive... You know, you forget how big a hit that movie was in terms of people going to the movie theaters to watch a documentary about a PowerPoint presentation. Yep. And it was featured by Al Gore. Uh, and, and Al Gore, you know, I think the resounding thing was like, yeah, climate change is fucking terrifying. We're in a real problem. That guy could have been president. Yeah. And he wasn't. And now we're living in this reality. <laughs> And, and and I think like to me that is like a uh, I think we're saying the same thing coming yeah, at it from no, different ways. Yeah, no, no, exactly. But I, I I'm saying for me that's the that's kind of one of the real and like when you think about that's Donald your canon event. Yeah, that's my canon event is is Al Gore. What's your canon event? Is that incident? Is it Donald Trump? I no, I I honestly uh, maybe yeah maybe it is because that's the darkest timeline, right? Yeah, it's a farce. <laughs> yeah, 
it's a fucking farce. Yeah. Uh, and and what's going on now is yeah. just proof of that beyond yeah. measure. I hope people fucking see it. Who but they it, but it makes sense. Like it makes sense that the idea that there are parallel dimensions where this didn't happen. Yeah. And we get to play out in those sandboxes are really interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, I look. I I I would have hoped that into the Spider Verse. Oh, across the Spider Verse. Sorry. Yep. Was able to carry that idea. Yeah, further. there was something just missing, and I think it is based in the structure. But and I'm I'm happy to be proven wrong. Yeah, I'm happy well, we're to be proven wrong. Out. Yeah, maybe when we can watch two these years. back to back in two years, yeah. we might feel differently. And but that's the risk you take when you do this kind of storytelling. Yeah, and I, it's risky. It's ambitious. I don't want to discourage anyone. Everyone from- should see this movie that likes Spider Man or that liked Into the Spider Verse. I think, I think that knowing knowing what it is kind of going in much like you even said that minor spoiler to me yeah uh is helpful yeah um man i don't know if y'all can hear but zoe is meowing up a storm i'm hoping my noise gate is cutting out a lot of it we'll see yeah what do you think of spider-verse pal yeah uh anyway this has been the only podcast about the film spider-man across the spider-verse i know i just said it wrong to zoe you be quiet uh shahir when you are not Spinning a web any size, catching thieves just like spots. Where can folks find you? <laughs> you can find me misremembering the song on my website at www.shahirdowd.com, where I will be showing all of my holes, much Whoa. like... <laughs> and only holes. <laughs> and only holes. <laughs> my holes are delightful. Okay. Is that what he says? Is that yeah. what he says? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, when you are going to reveal all the dips of the holes that you have... Where can people find you? You can find me uh, over at my website, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-R-O-L.com, my life and works. Also, Skeletor, the number four, P-R-E-Z on Instagram, or, of course, uh, Emperor MSK on Twitter. I'm also on Blue Sky. Blue Sky. Hey, if any that's, of you are on Blue Sky, that's um, a multiverse. Yeah. Yo, I'm just Matthew Kroll over there. <laughs> so, like, come say hi. <laughs> uh, I don't have a lot of friends. I think it, it's become my Weird Al Yankovic and uh, Patton Oswald catch-up do people Do people reply to you on Blue Sky? I don't really do much on Blue Sky because I don't have... I, I the, the the discovery algorithm over there is trash, but right. it's new and I don't care. I just want to, you know, I, I I have high hopes. It's, it feels like going Low to Blue Sky is like saying I don't care about social media anymore. Not because, but because we're saying I want to give up Twitter. I don't care about Twitter. Yeah, we can't. We're talking. Yeah. It's a drug. Yeah. Yeah. The thing, the, I, I treat Blue Sky like I do, um, uh, wow, I'm blanking on the stupid reel. Right. Okay. Be real yeah. is the app that I love. That I only have people that I actually know on. I'm not on your be real. Do you have you do be real? No, I'm not be real. Oh, so <laughs> well, if you get it, we'd be on be real. But my point invite. is, it's, it's invite, social bro. media. It's social media <laughs> without the uh, pretentiousness. It, you, it, every day, and it's yeah. in certain time zones, it selects a time, and you have two minutes to quote be real. Takes a picture with the forward camera and the backward camera, and it's just whatever you're doing. Granted, is ninety percent of it my friends working at computers? Absolutely, but. <laughs> It's just nice because every once in a while you'll see someone doing doing something great, but like they don't have time to like take the perfect selfie or like whatever because it's not about that. It's just about like knowing that your friends and family are just living their lives. Wasn't and there it's a, nice. there's a there's a great SNL sketch about Be Real where uh, they're in the middle of a bank robbery oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're having yeah. and this is the time and so they have to like make the perfect selfie within the bank robbery. Yeah, within two minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, next week. We will be discussing nine days. Nine days? I was going to say nine lives because I was thinking about your cat. Uh, Might be losing one of these lives after she, this. She's, <laughs> she's, uh, we'll battle to the death. It'll be food time. Um, I think she's letting me know. Uh, yeah, well, we, this has been requested. Has this has not? been requested by Jacob, who has been persistently requesting it. And I actually am very grateful that he's been persistently requesting it. So if you haven't seen it at this point. Uh, you got a week. Uh, nine days, which is available on streaming right now. It kind of got a little bit lost in the shuffle of the it pandemic. Did. I built. It was I 2020. Believe. Yeah, but it did really uh, end up on a lot of favorite lists. And I'm glad that uh, Jacob did uh, continue to reach out to us because we found a, f- a window and I was like, this is the perfect time to do that. Boom. So nine days next week, uh, we'll post about it eventually as well. So you'll see some some feeds on it. But please check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come take this journey with us. Come st- take the first day journey. And then by the end of the podcast next week, you'll be finished with your nine days. Um, anyway, that's all we have right now. So thwip to you. <laughs> thwip? Thwip? Thwip. I, I like the cat thwip. What is the cat thwip? This is the spider cat. Yeah, spider cat. Meow, meow, meow. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to do it because, again, I did get bit by a spider. Let me pick her up. No, like, not like... right now she won't. <laughs> Zoe, spin a web. 
any size. Nope, she's done. Bye, everybody. Bye.